Welcome to These Are Good Days with Leanne Miller and Matt Barris. Well, Max, it's been a little quiet in Disneyland. <laughs> I don't have a lot to say about I, Disney. I, these I days. feel like I feel like we have not broached the subject very much. Well, you know why? Well, there's one thing I do want to talk about is we are we talked about this last week. We're doing a little bit of home updates. It's and so listen, exciting. This is an exciting thing that I we're creating a gallery wall of art that we love but we're also mixing in fun little things so if you follow me on instagram you know a couple weeks ago we had a picture of this silly woman from like i think the postcard said 1903 had to yeah and um we're gonna i think we're gonna call her aunt gertie okay and that's what the instagram people want they want aunt gertie but I also did find this vintage photograph of Walt Disney that I'm going to incorporate into the wall because he's did. like he's like our Uncle Walt. But here's <laughs> here's why you haven't Listen, heard about he it. He made Magic Kingdom. That's right. Here's why you haven't heard about it is we have our nose to the grindstone. Yes. This is the season where people are like, "What am I doing this summer? I want to take my Listen, kids to I, Disney. I'm Let's still, do it." I'm just still so like flabbergasted, impressed. I'm 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 in awe that you can be like a I don't know if the word certified, but you yeah. can be a a Disney travel agent, plan people's trips. Mm-hmm. So someone can call you up. Right. Our friend Kelly Brownlee wants to go one day, That's right. and she can call you up and she can say, "Hey Matt, plan my trip for me. That's right. I like this and I like this and I That's like right. this." And then you can you plan it all. We plan it all, and it costs nothing. It costs nothing it extra. Costs nothing. It's so fun. We can play in Disney World, Disneyland, and Disney Cruises, and they're all incredible. So. Listen, I have a question. I've always wondered this. Okay. And maybe you know this fact. Maybe you don't. But I bet the World Wide Web does. How many characters of each character are there? Because I know there's not only one Donald Duck roaming around. Yeah. I know there's not only one Mickey Mouse. Right. How many of them are there? Well, at any given day, there are many Mickey Mouses in Florida. Really? There's a Mickey Mouse that wears um, a safari outfit at Animal Kingdom. Really? There's a Mickey Mouse at Topolino's Terrace that wears an artist we outfit. Can't, we have to keep this from the children. Now, if you have, we should put a disclaimer at the beginning <laughs> of this <laughs> that this episode might ruin the magic. I don't know how many there are, but I know there's I one in out, California be- and Florida. There's one that does publicity stuff in New York City and Listen, Chicago. We, and, we need to Google it one day because I bet there's got to be at any given time about 102 Mickeys. Oh, wow. Yeah. Or 71 Mickeys. There's got to be a lot of them. I think the rule, though, is if from what I've read in my research over the years is the rule is there can only be one Mickey at a time in each park. So oh. you can't have Mickey in a parade and Mickey meeting someone in the same park at the same time. So they shut down the Mickey. This I think this is true. If this is not true, Disney Danielle will no doubt correct me. I think they shut down the meet and greets so that Dis- Mickey can be in the parade or on the castle show. Mm, okay. I think there's All only right. one in every park. Okay. All right. Well, I was, I've just always wondered. Yeah. I'm like... I know there's not inquiring minds. There's got to be more than one. There's got to be like like, I kept my eyes peeled recently for Disney vintage stuff, but nothing tickled my fancy. Nothing tickled. Listen, I didn't know there were so many swan things in (laughs) antique stores. I keep my eyes peeled now. There's a lot of swan planters. There's a lot of brass swan things. I know. You know, I've got some new swan planters going out on the porch. That's right. I'm so excited about them. Listen, I've gotten picky though, Matt, because. They they are everywhere, they and are, I don't want just a swan to have a swan. Right, I want right, the sw- right, right. I w- <laughs> right. No, no one would want that. 
No one. No I one. want the swan to speak to me. Yes. I yes, want it to be course. like, oh, that's the swan, and I know exactly where I'm going to yeah. put it. Does, do your swans talk to you in your head? Oh, like, no. Do they have voices? No, no. Oh, good. No, no. Good. No. I was a little concerned. But I've got some real cute ones. I, you do. You do. I like your little green blown glass one oh, in your kitchen. Yep. That's a Shout favorite. out, Berta. Berta. If you are listening, <laughs> <laughs> she gave me that one. Okay, listen, what was your good day? My good day. Okay. We're in a season. We have a 10-year-old. I know you've had two 10-year-old boys. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We have a 10-year-old boy. We're in the season where I feel like we're in a transition. He's no longer a child. He is turning into a preteen. Here's what's happening with Luca. He -hmm. needs to shower. He needs to DO for the BO. Yeah. You know, we're kind of getting to the place and, where and hair sometimes the they don't want to wash their hair. Greasy. I know. So recently, I Mallory said, "Okay, it's time for you to tap in, Dad." She's like, "I think we need to take him shopping because really, up until this point, we've just bought his clothes for him. Mallory's bought his clothes. You know, he hasn't really been involved. I mean, he goes shopping every now and then, right. but he, he hasn't, hasn't been, really been mm-hmm, involved mm-hmm, in the process. Mm-hmm. Wow. So I actually- This is a transition it is. right here. And we had some talks in the car and I took him. We just started out small. We started at Did Old you go Navy. To Old Navy, yeah. That's right. Yeah, the, so, Old Navy, I mean, if, if you, you are, are listening. listening Old a, Navy is here in Worcester. I know. Yeah, and what a, honestly, truthfully, what a great place to get some staples for your yes. kids. Because here's the thing. And that don't break the bank. Don't break the bank. I know Luca's going to keep growing, so I don't want to drop- so much money on clothes because I know he's growing. So I said, look, we're going to get one pair of jeans, two pair of sweatpants for school. I bet he loved that. And we tried stuff on. You know, he went, he's at a place where I'll stand outside the dressing room and tell him to open the door. I bet he loved that. And it was really, really, really good. And I said, we walked around the store and I said, tell me what things you like and what you don't like and what style you like. And my only caveat for him this time was we where we weren't going to buy cartoon characters right now. Like there are times where we'll buy him like a Mario Brothers shirt or whatever. Right, right, but right. But I said I think we need to pick some just like stylish things for you. Um so I let him pick and he was so thankful and it was a really good experience Aww. and then I said you know, how are you doing on deodorant? Do we need to go to the store and get some deodorant? How are you doing on hair stuff? Did how you, you show doing him how on to shower the, gel? You showed him how to put the deodorant on. Yeah, he's on, been doing that this whole school okay, year. Oh, but okay. I was just like, how are your supplies? Yes. Do we need more supplies? Okay. Do you like what you have? And it's one of those things where I'm like, oh, we are moving into a new season. New and season. I said, oh, Lord, Axe was popular when Joey was. It still is. It, oh, is, is it, it still is. But oh. you know what? Old Spice, ever since that commercial with that man that goes <laughs> like I don't know what he says but you know what I'm talking about yeah, yeah. Um, and they have the <laughs> so that there you are it. with the tunes again you're going to get us in That's trouble right. I know Those Old Spice if you were listening two things sponsor <laughs> us and don't come for us like pay us money I That's didn't right. mean to copy or like to share your okay song. listen I'm going to share a good day with you and you're going to share it with me along with the good day you just had you're going to be like oh yes of course we had a recent good day that was absolutely lovely and amazing and an honor to MC the O Huddle event. Oh, 
so good. So many incredible people. That's such right. a great, great nonprofit here locally. You can do a couple little lines about O Huddle because yeah. you are much more well versed than I am because you're on their board. Yeah. We've talked but about we O Huddle. Yeah. We love Sarah Reese. She's been on the podcast. She's a child psychologist. She, mm. she is the founder and director of O Huddle. We love her, and they just had their annual. Really, it's a fundraiser event, yeah. but they just had yeah. their annual one, and we got to MC yes, that, that was It was so fun. It yeah. was so fun. And listen, anytime you, I mean, you know, if you are lis- if you are listening, you know we can banter with the best of them. We can. So we we loved that opportunity. Wonderful and, you know, food. Oh, my goodness. Miss Amy's Bakery. She was Once there. again. Yes. We just talked about Man, her last we week. we love talking about <laughs> Miss Amy. Listen, here's the hey, thing. Hey, but, but she's very generous. Oh, incredibly right. generous. Yes. That's what mm-hmm. I would want people mm-hmm. to know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amy, Miss Amy from Miss Amy's Bakery is incredibly talented. But what's even greater about her is she has a big heart and mm-hmm. really does yeah. give back yep. to our community. Yep. So if you go to Miss Amy's or if you're friends with Miss Amy, let her know about this yes. podcast that we love her yes. because we and, really and do love of, her in the community. And instead of buying two cupcakes, why don't you buy six yeah, and, and you know give what? some away? That's right. And say, support her. I'm buying these because these are good days. Matt yes. Leanne told me to buy extra cupcakes. Um, so, yeah. And you know what? Here's what I love about O Huddle O Huddle is the single largest one to one mentoring nonprofit in the state of Ohio, bigger than wow. any of the chain big names that you probably are thinking of. Um, over 450 kids in our county currently being mentored in a one-to-one relationship. And what I love about it is in Sarah's work often, because I work in education, I know how this goes, is when you see a kid that's just not making the progress that you'd like for them to see, we have meetings about them and we say, okay, what do we need to do to help mm-hmm, this kid? Mm-hmm. And often, That changes everything. And often what happens is... We say, oh, they need this reading program. They need this extra service. But what Sarah kept coming back to as a school psychologist is the biggest gains that you make in kids is a relationship. And Mm -hmm. so essentially to make a very long story short, she quit her job and works for O'Huddle and now leads that. Started started O'Huddle, right? Yeah, and she's an incredible director of that nonprofit. So we were honored to be a part of that that celebration. So it was their 10-year anniversary. And it was so great. It was so great. That's awesome. Hey, well, this is a part two episode for us. Last week, we talked about the misconceptions that people have of us. And we wanted to dig a little deeper into what do we do when we have misconceptions about other people? Because here's the reality. We've all been there. Listen, we started, maybe we should have flipped these. Because the reality is, before we struggle with misconceptions about us, we probably have had to fight misconceptions we've had about other people in our head. Right. 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 So today we want to talk a little bit about that. Here's what I think is hard. You know, you brought up this quote from um, Marcel Proust where he said, never meet your heroes. Mm-hmm. And the reason that he makes said me that, sad. That, I know. That, that, that's a sad reality. And the reason he said that is they present what they want and create an image for you to see. But here's the reality. The reality is, is there are people in our life every day Mm. that aren't necessarily crafting and creating an image. They're just living their life. But we make misconceptions about them. And why is it that we do that? Well, and, you know, here's the thing. Don't we want people to to give us don't shouldn't we be extending the same amount of grace and open mindedness to other people as we want them 
what we talked about Absolutely. last week, what we want them to extend to us. Um, and it's funny how it's easy not to do that, especially if, you know, if you've heard something more than once about somebody mm-hmm. or if you've experienced something firsthand with somebody. And, you know, it, it is hard because mm-hmm. the truth is sometimes it's not a misconception. Sometimes that person really is a scallywag, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's true. Um, you know, but sometimes it is a misconception. Right. Often well, it is. The reality is, and we've talked about this in the past, is when it is not a misconception and over and over and over, you continue to get the same experience or you personally have had an experience or a run-in with this person, it's probably time to evaluate some boundaries <laughs> right, with right, that. We're right. not really talking about that today. Today we're talking about the misconceptions in your head that you have about people and what do we do with that? Because I think sometimes it it burdens us and it takes up space in our brains. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I was just talking to Mallory about this because, um, <clears throat> you know, a couple weeks ago we had the Super Bowl. A couple weeks ago, and some people know the Super Bowl now because of sports and some people know it because of Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and I said to Mallory, why does everyone have an opinion about Taylor Swift? I truly, truly do not understand this. That's because you're not a teenage girl or a girl that has like grown up with her music and have really... No, I don't mean it like that. I oh, don't mean it what like do you that. Mean? I mean it like why do so many people think that they sh- that Taylor should or shouldn't be at a football game? Oh, okay. Right. Or why do so many people think or care about who she should or shouldn't date. And what I think about that is, is what leads someone in specifically, and we can talk about Taylor Swift to start with is specifically, how do people get to a point where they have a thought about something and then they keep thinking about it over and over and over again, then they start saying it to people (laughs) and then they probably write it online or have an opinion. And I told Mallory, I said, it's okay to not have an opinion. You know, it's okay for me not to look at someone and think something. And I, I actually think because of what we talked about last week, because I've experienced in my adult life, uh, I would say my whole life, we've all experienced being judged right, or right. Mis, mis, misconstrued um, in or some way. Misinterpreted. Or, yes. or, and I think that the more that I've experienced that, I think the more grace that I give to Mm. other people or I might have an experience with someone that I'm like, Oh, that was weird. And kind of let it go out of my head. Right. Because I truly, if I'm focused on what I want to do and where I want to go, or I have my priorities in alignment with my family or my job or my friendships or things like podcasting Mm -hmm. or whatever, Mm -hmm. I really don't have energy to spend to give to every little fleeting thought that's in my head. But it's fascinating to me how what it takes to get someone to have a misconception about someone that goes from a fleeting thought all the way to maybe writing an opinion online or saying something to their face or gossiping about them. A lot has to happen in that time. And I truly don't understand how we get there. And, And truthfully, I'm not immune to this. I'm sure I do it. You know, there are some times where I'll say stuff to you that I'm like, oh, I probably don't need to say that. You know, like right, not right, about right, you, right. but maybe about a thought about someone else right. or some instance or situation. And I just find it fascinating 
that we will allow ourselves to go so deep into something and form these strong opinions about someone, and then we let it come out of our mouth. Right. You know, truthfully, I the think- Bible says, "For over the overfl- out of the overflow of your heart, the mouth speaks." Mm-hmm. So I think the good check for me is, what am I letting fester in my heart? Because whatever's in my heart is going to come out of my mouth eventually. Well, why are you caring about it? Right. Like, why? 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 Are, why are you caring? I think. I think one of the things that. Um, is an easy thing that breaks down that for me with looking at someone and having maybe a preconceived idea. Maybe it's an experience I had with them. Maybe it's something that somebody has told me about them. Maybe it's something that four people have told me about them. Right. Is, is when you interact with someone in the flesh, when you get a in-person experience that can really help change. That can really help swing the pendulum one way or the other. Absolutely. That's something I wrote down as one of our like research points is spend more time with them. Right. You know, if there's someone that you do have to cross paths with or someone that you're interested in or want to cultivate a relationship with, you need to spend more in-person time with them. And listen, there's nothing wrong with being prudent as far as like if you've heard certain things about this person, and I would say this and I would say this in regard to myself. Mm-hmm. If I went to meet someone and that person, three different people told them something about me that was a little bit like, hmm, it's okay to be wise and not say too much. Right. And just kind of like get to know that person slowly and get to get if you're going to be in, with that person in person to watch their behavior, watch their language, how they talk, how they treat people. Th- that's when you start to see, Oh, I think that the ideas that people have been sharing with me are true. Or right, right. you go, I don't see that at all in that person. I right. think this person is great. Right. You know, right. Well, I think it can be really hard is, is for us is what do we do when we have the wrong misconception of someone. And I, again, I asked about this on my Instagram and I asked people to speak into a little bit. And one of our friends, Mel, Mel Yoder came in Mm -hmm. and she said something like, shout out Mel. Yes. We love you, Mel. Uh, Mel said something to the effect of, it just depends on that person. It depends on who the person is. Right. If they are someone that I'm friends with or someone in my family and I've had a misconception about them, I might talk to them about it. If it's someone that's just an acquaintance, I probably won't and just keep my eye on that experience right, and where I right, think it's going right, to head. Right. I don't think we always have to talk about our misconceptions well, with and people. And I also think, you know, it's how much of that voice are you allowing in your life? Absolutely. I mean, if that person starts mentoring you, that's a whole different <laughs> thing. Yeah. And I think this, someone else wrote in, wrote in a box, in my box, they said, time has a way of telling the truth. Oh. So, oh. you know, we often that's have these so misconceptions true. of people, but if you do spend intentional time with them over time, you're going to find out the truth. You know, we talked about this last week, but I hate being misunderstood, but I always remind myself of this. The more interactions I have with someone, the more opportunities they're going to have to form themselves about me. And my hope is, my hope is that when untruths are said about me, someone someone that knows me well, when I'm not in the room, will say, well, that's not the experience I had with Matt. Or maybe he was having a bad day. Oh, 100%. Or I don't see that in Matt at all. I think you're misreading that. And I think the more time we spend with people, the more we know how their intentions are going right. to go, Correct. the more we know what to expect from them, 
and vice versa. And so I think as we try to bust those misconceptions of people in our life, I think it's really important just to give people time as well. Yeah, 100%. And listen, this, this, this speaks to leaders for sure. Like when people are in authority positions, there's all kinds of people that have opinions underneath the leadership of those people. Right. So this goes for pastors, this goes right. for CEOs, this goes for department heads, where you go, oh, I wouldn't want to work for that person. I've heard that they're X, Y, Z. Right. And you think, oh, I don't I don't see that in them. That's not my experience. Right. right. And then you're led by them for about six months and you're like, oh, snap, they are that person. Right. Like they really are an egomaniac. Right. Or right. they really are someone who is nice to your face, but catty and malicious behind your back and and you're right time has a way of exposing well i mean it's really just truth really that i mean i was raised with the saying the truth always surfaces yeah, the truth always com- the, truth the truth comes, comes out, out in the end that's right and it does it really does someone else said i repent and reframe repent and reframe. So what that means to me is when they have a misconception about someone, maybe they don't go to that person. I don't think we always need to, but I think we can repent in our heart and say, oh, oh man, I'm, yes. I really feel bad that I misjudged I them. actually don't think it's necessary really at all, all to say something to that to person. To say something to the person. Well, can we talk about, can you <laughs> tell a story? There's a story that I'm, do you know the yes, story? Yes, I know, yep. Can you tell a story to us where um, you were at this retreat, this business retreat, and someone had a misconception about you, and they told you? Oh, and yeah. how it felt? Yeah, it, it 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 was very interesting. So I was at this event, and um, you know, and I, you know, I, I am a. Um, I, you know, I just have a very outward personality. Yeah. You know, I have a very like, oh my gosh, I'm so happy to be here. Well, and listen, you're 55. I'm 55. <laughs> and I, got, I got to do what I want. No, not really. <laughs> um, I'm 55 and I, I really have grown into being myself. Totally. And, you know, I wear big frame glasses and, you know, sometimes I think people, I think people, um, when I'm, especially if I start speaking, you're like, huh, who is she? And so <laughs> this um, woman, <laughs> after we had spent time together, we had spent a nice amount of time together. Yeah. And I was, and I shared in front of this group and, you know, people really got to know me more. Right. And you were um, vulnerable. Yes, vulnerable. Yeah, you showed that so, side of yourself. So like um, the, a couple of days into it, um, I'm sitting with this woman and she says, I I need I need to tell you something. I need to just say I'm just so sorry and she just got like almost emotional and I'm mm. like, "What do you mean? What?" And she's like, "I mean, when I first met you, I I just looked at you when you were talking and I just thought to myself, who bro, who is this? Who is this? Who is this bro?" bro. And she and it's like and she said and I just thought, "Bro, you're dumb. <laughs> Literally to my face said when she first met me <laughs> that she thought, bro, bro, you're dumb when I was talking. So I said, wait, 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 wait a second. Hold on. Did you just say that when you first met me and I first started talking and sharing, you thought, bro, you're dumb. <laughs> and, and she said, this woman looked at me and she said, 
yes. And I'm so sorry. And I'm like, wow. Okay. Like, I, I mean, I don't know what I said at first that triggered that. Right. But, you know, and I also think that this is common when you're in a room with um, people that are leaders and people that totally. are high functioning and people that are creators and people that are just like hustlers. Right. You right, know, right. they're kind of looking at everybody like sizing, sizing everybody up, up yeah, yeah, and yeah. where do I, where do I fit in the, in the lineup? Right. And so it's easy to think, bro, you're dumb, I guess. And not like, huh. This. Do you think you needed to hear that? Or do you think, because this is this oh, was my I, thought, is I, 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 did Ted, that person oh, need to say oh, that to you? Oh, or could they have 15 just... 15 years before, it would have really messed with me. Yeah. Now, I have laughed about that. You've laughed about oh, that for years. Oh, I have years. laughed about that. I just think it's so funny that someone would literally have the chutzpah, like the guts, the balls, to literally oh. say, <laughs> to literally okay. say, when I first heard you talking and I first met you, I thought, bro, you're, you're dumb. dumb. What? I, I still just, it makes me laugh. And and it also endears me to this woman. Because, yeah, oh, absolutely. I mean, how vulnerable, right, how, right, how right, right. kind and sweet of her to make it right, to feel right. like she needed to come clean and confess it. Right. Um, but I've just thought, I've just gotten a cl- real chuckle out of it. Do you think when we have a misconception about someone that it is necessary no, to always say that? No. I don't either. No, I don't. I, I think it could have totally went unsaid. I do love. I think I, it could have been said differently. I think it could have said, you know, when I first met you, I had some preconceived ideas about you that right. were completely false. Right. You know, instead of like, you know, when I first met you, I was like, bro, who is this? Like, yeah. bro, you're dumb. <laughs> um, but but I, I do think also, um, you know, I am older than, I was older than a lot of the people in the room. Mm-hmm. And so I think that, um, and we've talked about this recently, that when you're dealing with someone that has a little, that's a little more seasoned and has a little more maturity, that you know, you can look past a, a lot of things. Right. To the heart of what is being said and communicated. Right. Um, but yeah, I've gotten a chuckle out of it. That's funny. And I, th- if- I thought you were going to ask me about the Facebook story. Oh, tell us about that okay, one too. So, so, so uh, recently, not all that long ago, within the last two months, Matt posted on his Facebook page something just about the the podcast, the, the podcast. Yeah. and it was just positive and great and yeah. and uplifting and and life giving. And so many people in the comments were just so over well, the top. I think wonderful. the funny thing about just our podcast wonderful. is we talk about it on Instagram a lot, and I'm trying to be intentional about Facebook because. People that are like our real friends sometimes, I'm not sure they're listening. (laughs) I want, like, some of our, like, people in our life. I'm like, hey, guys, did you know we do this? Just reminding them. Um, So, so this, this local lady, this lady, I, I'm just, I'm just casually familiar with this, with this woman. I don't know her. Um, And um, she commented and just was so, just so so admirable of you. I mean, just so gushing over you. Uh, Matt, I've always loved you. I've always respected you. I've always think, thought you were great. And then the, the last part of the comment was, Leanne, I, I really don't know her at all. Only the things that I've heard. And then it was like, dot, dot, dot. You know how it can be in a small town. And I... 
I was like, well, no, I'm not going to let that go. I'm not going to not say something yeah, because yeah. what I think, and, and I talked about this recently at that event at Be Fearless. Oh, my Facebook's going to get a I bunch think, of traffic tonight. <laughs> I think that, I think there's this, there is this um, approach to when things like that are said or done, just let it go. Don't say anything. Don't, right. don't speak, speak about it. But I just felt like for that, I thought, well, first of all, this was a very positive post right, and a comment right. like that is very, um, it's very off putting. It's almost, it's almost catching you off guard Right. where I was like reading the comments, just feeling so and so honored and encouraged and, right. and just blessed and loved. And then I come across this comment that's like, I don't know Leanne at all, only what I've heard about her. And I was like, Oh, that does not feel kind. Right. And so I responded and I just basically said, you know, this is an odd thing to say yeah. because what it does is it really, you know, when you grow up in a small town or in a rural community, you know, you know that people talk and you right. know some of the talk isn't accurate or kind or nice or, or, um, uplifting or life-giving. And I was like, I, I wasn't, I, it just, it, it took me off guard. Like it yeah. shocked me. Yeah. And so I said something and then she came back in and responded and completely, literally missed the point. Yeah. And I thought, I'm not going to go any further than this. I've just pretty much said my piece. I do think it's important whether it's you, whether it's you being misread or, or you misreading another, I think you can speak into it and then you need to let, let, let it let it lie let right, it go right. i don't think i don't think to continue just to churn it and talk about it we've talked about this yeah. cuz you and i both are um people who like to flush it out mm-hmm. and then there comes a time where like mm-hmm. we need to not talk about I'm it i'm getting anymore. better at that I'm yeah you page. are I am. you really are I'm... often often you just do it to me you're like eh, it's not going to do any good to talk about it <laughs> well, anymore and i'm like okay well and it's true it's right. true. And I think that's a sign of, of good health. It's a sign of, of saying like, um, this is actually just gonna, this, you know, you have to determine in situations like that, is this going to upset me more or is this right. going to solve something? Here's where I am with this, with this. When I see something like that and I'm like, you know, that doesn't feel kind. Mm-hmm. It feels odd and it feels like I need to say something. I'm going to say something. Right. And when I do that, what I'm noticing, because you're this, this is not, this is not Leanne of 10 years ago. When (laughs) I would fuss about it, Mm -hmm. I would, sometimes I'd even cry about it. I would vent about it to poor, poor D. I would, I would vent about it to you and never, never, never speak into it. Never, never enter the chat and say, this is this is not appropriate. Right, right. And I'm right. noticing that when I do that, and I want to encourage you, if you feel led to speak into something that you feel is wrong that's being said about you, what you'll notice is you you will feel empowered by that. Mm-hmm. You will feel like I've said what I need to say, and now I can let go. Right. And and you know, and then I had an entourage. I just had a I just had a wave of people coming into my DMs and texting me and saying, do not worry about that comment. Right, Just, right, right. You know, don't worry about it. Let it go. And I'm like, thank you. I have, I, I said what I need to say. And, you know, and I think, um, I think it's good to do that. It's good to, totally. it's good to stand up for yourself. Totally. I think too. Listen, bullying doesn't have to look like a big old bad bully. No. Bullying can look like 
a compliment in disguise. Right. And listen, the internet has made us all real brave. Oh. It's made us all real brave. <laughs> real brave. Real, real brave. And and uh, this could sound unkind, but real brave and also sometimes very um, unwise. Yeah, just, absolutely. Just, yeah. Yeah, the internet makes us real brave. Here's the thing about the internet, too, when we talk about social media. And we talk about our heroes and that kind of thing. You only see what people want to show you in those in those instances and so often you don't see the whole picture you know there are people that i've i've seen online where they have the perfect life they have the perfect house they have the perfect xyz but you know not everybody's life is perfect oh not at all and you know even for all for all of us you know i don't present a whole lot online that's perfection but people think they know what my life is like. Right. They think well, they, but they really only are seeing the tip of the iceberg. Yes, There's so much yes. that happens in my home 100%. and my real relationships and in friendships that I have and conversations I have with people. And so I think when we, when we misread or misjudge others, it's such a good reminder to say, Hey, we, we only see the tip of the iceberg for this person. We right. only see just a little bit. Right. And so I think giving them grace and helping our brains set free from those, th those thoughts. Right. You know, I love the phrase that is, why are you letting them live rent free in your head? Right. You know, when we are thinking about other people and we're thinking about, all the opinions we can have about them. You know, Taylor Swift to me is the best example because I'm like, literally, why do people have opinions about her? Let her live her life. Yes. You know, she's done great things. Is she the, the, we don't need to dissect if she's a role model for children because here's the reality. We don't need to dissect I'm gonna, her at all. I'm going to make that choice for my children. And, you know, when the time comes for me to decide if my daughter's going to listen to her music or not, then I'll think about it. Right. But I don't need to, I don't no. need to spend brain, no. like brain energy on that. Right. I have, I have much other th things, things I need to be thinking right, about. Right. So anyway, this, this is such a good conversation because here's at the end of the day, what I think is when we extend grace to people. We it's do unto others as you would have them oh, to do unto you, yes. right? Mm -hmm. So the better we get at extending grace and understanding and knowing um, that we don't see the full picture, and when we get better at that, so that we are not constantly in cycles of judging others mm -hmm. or misreading mm -hmm. them, mm -hmm. the hope is that we receive that back. Yeah, and I good. truly don't think that's. I'm not a big karma kind of guy, but I do think when you're putting out negativity in the world and you're putting out criticism or judgment of other people, people know, and they're like, Oh, that's somebody that I can talk to about that. Right. It's right, not karma. Right, 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 right. It's you saying, Hey, I'm, if you are a gossipy person or you're a judgmental person or you're and negative, you throw that out right. there in the world, people are like, Oh, when I want that fix of gossip or negativity or judgment, I know exactly who I'm going to talk right, to. Right. And that's, listen, we have a friend cat that's a clinician that says, you know, those negative things, they find each other. Yeah. So yeah. those people that want that, they'll find each other. So right. I guess at the end of the day, what I say is extend the grace to others that you yeah, wish to be extended really good. to you. Yeah. Listen, Matt, before we go, let's just talk a little bit about food. Uh, always. <laughs> I'll never say no to this. I need to talk to you about the cinnamon toast bread at Walnut Creek Cheese. Now, you listen, I do. Walnut Creek Foods is our official sponsor. We love them. We, love we, them. we appreciate so them. They're so good to us. But but beyond just being our sponsor, we love them. 
I mean, well, you know, when we started this whole podcast journey, and I'm not going to jump on to criticizing other people. We were like, <laughs> we are only using sponsors that we truly love. Yes. And I can say with confidence that we loved Walnut Creek yes. cheese long before this podcast. Yes. Long before. Long. And, and the cinnamon toast bread, I love it toasted with some butter with a little sprinkle of flake salt on it. Okay. But the true gem of the cinnamon toast is as French toast. Mm. It because the pieces are round and small. It's a hearty it, bread. It is just a delicious. It is a delicious bread, and it is carried at Marks. We know that. Yes. We know that they carry it. At Marks. You know what else I love? That's the same shape as the English muffin bread. Yes. You know what else I love is the cinnamon rolls. Oh, <sighs> those cinnamon. But you know rolls. what? I kind of want to do a poll because I want to know: Are we Team Maple or Team Vanilla? Oh, I'm Team Maple. I'm all Team Maple the too. Way. I mean, don't even bother with the vanilla with like, me. Like, what is vanilla? If you bring cinnamon rolls to my house from Walnut Creek Cheese, do not bring vanilla. Yeah. Bring maple. I'm or mad about bring it. Bring maple or don't come. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm gonna. I have misconceptions about people who like vanilla. I like. I love the maple. I oh, do it's too. delicious, and they're so generous with the frosting. I know. I love it. So, hey, if you have not tried either of those things, get yourself. And we've said this before. If you are not in our area, mm-hmm. we have, listen, we have people listening from Seattle. Yes. From Cali- we have a lady from California that says, someday I'm going to come to Amish country and visit you guys. We have people from Georgia. We have people in Maryland. Yes. If you don't know where you can buy Walnut Creek Foods products, mm-hmm. you can go to walnutcreekfoods.com. They have a zip code calculator a locator. that mm-hmm. will show you where you can buy their yes. products. So run run don't walk (laughs) let your fingers do the talking Mm. and then you can do the walking what what no that was weird yeah but (laughs) (laughs) but anyway use that locator hey thanks for joining us in this conversation about misconceptions and literally try the french french toast bread it's so good it's so good (laughs) (laughs) awesome hey well whether ordinary or extraordinary we hope you see that these these are are good good days. days This episode brought to you by Ronald Creek Foods.